0: Love
1: the rest in peace. Hello, hello, hello. Howdy, howdy, howdy. This is Claude Cobbs. I'm joined with Gilly McDonald Yellow.
2: the It's no, 9:17 a.m. Yep. Yeah. It's time for music. You know what that means. Every time it's 9:17 a.m., you're like, "I need some Grateful Dead." And that's true. And today, it's exactly what we said today. Today.
1: Um Sorry for the no intro music. But we're just hopping right into it. We're so excited today. I pose the idea that we each pick a Grateful Dead song that we love, and we'll make it a Grateful Dead uh, podcast episode. Um, I love the Grateful Dead. I know Dylan loves the Grateful Dead. I know Gil loves the Grateful Dead. I can I consider myself a Deadhead. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway,
2: <laughs> Dylan, what are you, What are your thoughts on the Dead? They're like it's sort of like what we said about uh, what you said I, I I encoded this in uh a few episodes back when you were talking about Tame and Paula. They're not related to Tame and Paula like at all, but I'm just saying what you said was you can just play a Tame and Paula song and not like fully be into it, yeah. but it like you can still sit with it and it like still affects you. Right. That's the same thing about the Dead I feel like is that you can just play it on, it's like good Um, depending on what song you pick, obviously, but like good songs like Ripple, you could just play and be like chilling with your, like with your friends and your boys and your family. And it's like just good background music. That's also good to listen to that just kind of hits the soul because there's such good instrumentals on all of these songs by the Grateful Dead. I think
1: it's true. And it's crazy to me how one band can have such an impact on like culture and everything. Because so I think they have the most legendary fan base. I'll be the first to say
0: it. I think they have the most legendary fan base out of any band ever. What? Like, from how? Just, like, the commitment that the fan base shows or... Right.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a cult yeah. Yeah. A following. It really is. People game. are really dead. You'll see cars on, like, yeah. Highway 2 or just way out in, like, the sticks. And there will just be those the little Grateful Dead bears just I had, on them. I had some
1: bears in my old car. That's awesome. That's I'm planning to put I do some remember that. Car. Yeah. yeah.
2: That was like the perfect car to put that stuff on yeah. too. Like um, a little bit. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a great touch.
1: I was reading something the other day. Um, and while going hard and going deep does not condone the use of substance substances, I was reading that um, in the Grateful Dead's so like, I think it was like 72 or like mid 70s tour, the their trail, like where they went in the United States, also correlated to the trail of arrests of acid use throughout the United States. It's, it's a trail that follows. It's great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's horrible. It's, <laughs> Sorry. They. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's very psychedelic. It's very like-
2: Super psychedelic. Yeah.
1: Very from- eye-opening- kind of free thinking you can, of you can also just
2: see how that like culture influenced all this whole yeah. decade period of of late 60s music is that yeah that that like sit on the grass and like listen to like folk rock or whatever it is like that that sort of genre and like cult following it all yeah. like was the was the stuff for better for uh replacement of saying the s-word it was the stuff at that time yeah. literally
1: and uh even to this day, like I saw, um, I saw Dead and Co. about two years, two years ago, in uh, Hollywood, and even without Jerry Garcia, rest in peace, um, John Mayer was still, you know, taking his place, and Bob Weir was still there, making the same type of music that they were, what like seven, like fifty it's fifty, so years, ago. 50 60 years ago, because they yeah. started in like mid '60s with the. Mother McCree's Uptown Jug Band before before they were The Grateful Dead and then turned into The Grateful Dead. And, you know, it's just uh, it's a, it's a cult following that's lasted many, many decades, and I think it's important to really show that.
0: Claude, I have a question for you before we hop into the songs. Knowing your time spent in San Francisco, how long were you living in San Francisco for? About nine years. Nine years. Wow. I didn't know that. Would, because they were the premier psychedelic... Improvisational act at the height of the sixties in San Francisco. Do you feel more closely associated with Grateful Dead, being from San Francisco? And do you think others from San Francisco feel that connection, like let's say one in Seattle would feel with Jimi Hendrix? I knew or you were go, there, you go. I knew it. Wow, thanks. That's no, so. good though. It's good though. I would have said it if you
1: didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely do. It's it's kind of. Um, I mean, it's as wild as that sounds. I definitely do feel like I have a closer understanding of of what it is and how it affects culture because you i mean every time i go back to san francisco you it's still there like this the culture's still there although Mm -hmm. it's very like techy now and kind of (laughs) changing you go on like h street and it's you know there's it's still i don't know it still has like that raw like culture of of hippie and um and the music is still there and it's always playing and it is a staple of san francisco and I'll give you guys a story real quick. Um, I was talking to my parents the other day, and they said that their first date was at a Jerry Garcia, David Grisman show. Wow. And so,
2: they they Both of started- your parents met at concerts. My parents met, yeah. My parents met at a concert, yeah. Really? At, uh, what was it? Reggae Explosion in 1992, <laughs> I think. Yeah. You know they're having it some reggae YouTube, fun. But they did play oh, you 2 right. later they, on. Oh, oh, right, right. We talked about it yesterday when you weren't here, but... There's a photo in my dad's office of just my dad with, like, a peace sign and my mom next to <laughs> next to uh, him. That was the first time they met, I believe, or, like, one of the first few times because they met through Greek life at Purdue. That's another thing. But That's uh, reggae explosion, yeah, but keep going about the, about yeah, the Jerry it, Garcia.
1: It's just interesting because, like, my dad used to go to all these dead shows, and they lived in San Francisco for, like, through, all throughout the 90s. And so their perception of it is it's just kind of ingrained in the culture and, like, hearing that they – like, I'm alive because of a dead show, yeah. In
0: a way, um, Dylan, that's what you said yesterday that's, that's on the like show. It's exactly kind of about that's deja vu. Too. Is that that's my wild. parents kind of he's like, 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 like it's in love like, like thanks to yeah. thanks to you too, I'm alive, yeah. That's exactly what you just said. It is so
2: wild. That I'm is deja kind of, vu. No, I need to pose the question, how did your parents meet? We need to get this closed <laughs> out. What's the trio, Okay,
0: I hope it's for a concert. I hope so. Oh, but you don't know, okay. Okay, this is a story for another time, but they're both from Salem. They never really met in Salem. They only met when they both moved to D.C. At the
2: witch trials? Uh. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's play a song. Yeah, let's go. Anyway, Fire on the Mountain. Yeah. I'll talk about it because I picked it a little bit. Every time it comes on in the car, I get just so happy because it's just so funky. It's groovy, man. It's great. And I don't really know what it's about. He's like, long distance runner. What you stand in there for? I don't really know what he's saying, but most of the time you don't really know what they're talking about in these. I think personally. What do yeah, you think, Claude? I think Do you an do you like analyze lyrics when you listen to the dead? I don't. I only analyze like I lyrics when instrumental. Like I'll put like we'll play my song
1: maybe next year after yeah. Gill's, but when it's like a, a deep song that kind of draws emotion I'll, li- I'll listen to the lyrics but with songs like this like fire
2: on the mountain it's very like we were saying like, it's awesome groovy and it's just it's upbeat. just like upbeat it's great yeah, yeah. this instrumental is going to take you away anywhere here is fire on the mountain by the grateful dead this is the grateful dead show on 80 80- or this is the going hard and going deep grateful dead version of our show on 88 9 the bridge
1: That was Fire on the Mountain by the Grateful Dead. Oops, almost played the next song.
2: Anyway, we're back. <laughs> anyway, we're take back. it away,
1: Claude. That was Fire on the Mountain by the Grateful Dead. This is pointing eighty point nine. The bridge, going hard and going Stop deep. Stop saying the point. You I love the point. You big thing. point guy. Might be the stick.
0: It might be a shtick. Let, it. let him do it. him. I like it. I like it. Grateful Dead would yeah, say, let, "Let you do you." You mm-hmm. know, let
1: you be you. You know, be whatever you want. Be your own entity.
2: Gail. entity you think? entity this is a certified hood classic <laughs> that brings me oh wait we don't have the soundbite i don't know where to get the hockey up here should we should we we should it is time for quote of the day I think Claude
0: has it today. Oh, it is man. you. It, it is, is you. Claude. The man made oh, the, it, it was the me, Dylan, Claude. Just whatever yeah. comes off the top of your yeah, mind. I'm going to you <laughs> Think, do that think now you're like Grateful Dead and you're going on this road trip, Claude, <laughs> and you take a pit stop and this quote just popped into your mind. Oh,
1: okay. yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Quote okay. of the day.
1: <laughs> quote of the day. You can never... <laughs> You can never really be yourself without exploring all the ideas of one's
0: imagination. Ooh. So are you saying be yourself or are you saying try to... Be less yourself. No, what?
2: <laughs> he said you can never really be yourself, so be yourself. No, less. what I'm
0: saying is he's saying, like, explore no, the unknown. To, explore. to be yourself. Explore be the us- unknown. Explore If you're just yourself, Dylan, then you're only ever going to be in your own mind. No, box. but he
2: said to be yourself, you must explore. To each is their own interpretation. Fair enough, but I think you're wrong. Okay. Hey, man. The That's a great song, say
1: You're right no matter what, man. Yeah, man.
2: There's this quote in Mr. Weed's math class here at the high school that says it would be Mr. Weed. Whether you think you Shut can, or, whether you think you can or can't, you're right. I don't know what that means. Whether you wait, whether it? it makes no sense, but I have one interpretation for it. Whether you think you can or can't, you're right. Is it like a welcoming, like if you're wrong or right? I don't think that's you're grammatically, good? G- grammatically correct.
0: I think that was the point, though.
2: Interesting. Oh maybe I should have used that as my yeah. quote for the next <laughs> slide. Well, let's get into the next one. We only got like it, Yeah, minutes. we do. Anyway, uh if you're wondering about the chorus, what does fire on the mountain mean? I looked it up. It's uh it might be a reference. The dead might have been referencing an old nursery rhyme that kids used to learn where a leader would say, There's a fire in the mountain and the group would go, Run, run, <laughs> run, run. You wanna hear my
0: interpretation though? Like, sure. Everything's per everything seems perfect, maybe in someone's life. Perfect. Like it's a <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's just like perfection Sorry. at the top of a mountain right and everything looks good but really when you get up there you really like discover someone I mean we were just talking about it like 10 minutes before right interesting when you really find someone out and you really like see like you see past the the per, like the perfection building up you see that just a fire it almost seems
1: like biblical in a way yeah it's very interesting but that's
0: not for everyone of course I'm just saying for like I mean, you know, someone's life when it seems all perfect and put together, but really, there's a fire on top of the mountain.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I actually agree with you, Gil. Thank I like you. that. I like that. I one don't lot. think that's why they wrote it personally, but I like <laughs> the interpretation. I do. Okay. All right. Should we get into the next one? Yes. Yes. This is Stella Blue. Claude, tell me the context on why you picked this song.
1: Uh, this song, I found it over COVID, and um, Ooh, yeah. I was in a, I was in a long. I was in a big straight out. Day. I was in a big grateful dead phase. Still am, but Stella Blue Did you look like this, dude? I did. <laughs> I did. I almost did. Yeah, if you're if you're wondering what we're saying right now, we're looking at the the cover of Wake of the Flood <laughs> album. This
2: is currently what God looks like
1: uh, almost. Um but Stella Blue remains one of my favorite songs ever. Uh not even from the dead, just ever. It is such a emotion. Seeking <laughs> ride of a song. It's sad. It's it's um. It pulls the heartstrings. Let's play the tune. Let's play the tune Shiny. off of Wake of the Flood. This is Stella Blue.
3: All the years come. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the pain. Mm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Still and blue.
1: That was I'm Stella back. Blue, Father Grateful Dead, off of <laughs> Wake of the Flood. Dylan.
2: <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> that was Dylan the what second you think? time I almost played an ad on the station <laughs> from
3: sorry, YouTube. Y'all.
2: Anyway, I'm sorry. We went from really like touching music to like me just dying, laughing, trying not to get into the mic. But that, I know, I, yeah, that, you, that's you, you. You go. You love this one. I really did. You were telling us.
0: It's uh, It was one that really made me feel relaxed. The first song I enjoyed, but this one I resonated more so with. Not because of the lyrics, just because it made me feel at peace. Yeah. I think that's what... Um, it, it, I mean, I, I have to agree. Yeah. It's such a good song. Because I love that first song, but this one just like... I, I don't know. It just like it worked really well with just like having like chilling and just like enjoying, really enjoying the music. It is very touching as well.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a it's a sad song, Dylan. I know you were, I know you're. Uh, I was talking about it right before we came talking back. Talking about what do you think?
2: I you had think an interpretation. I think it is like, he, lead singer's name. I'm sorry, I don't have them all memorized. Jerry Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, that's what I was gonna guess, but I was making sure. I think Garcia, what he's saying and what they wanted to do with this song was that right out the first verse, he comes in with all the years combined, they melt into a dream. I think he's sort of compiling his life and he's making realization sort of what older people in retirement are doing and what, um, like I'm going to tie in psychology stuff, but there's this guy named Erickson who theorized about like psychosocial development and how you, how you develop throughout your years of your life and what you focus on as you as your brain develops. And anyways, what he's saying is when you're an elder, you realize was my life successful. Am I satisfied? And I think that's sort of what the dead are doing with this song is that they're looking back through uh, their whole life as if they were about to die because it says in the end, there's just a song comes crying like the wind through all the broken dreams and vanished years. The last two lines to me really stick with all the broken dreams and vanished years. Yeah. Like all these years have passed us by and like, what's what's happened and is was this all worth it have we completed our life and are are there broken dreams like were there things we wanted to do but we didn't get to and i think that's sort of what they're talking about is this whole like uh nutshell of their life because later uh it seems like all this life literally ends the song with stella blue sure but right before that in verse three it just seems like all this life was just a dream which is really, like, kind of scary in a way.
1: There's a theme that's very thematic in the way of, like, life and death and what happens with your, like, spirit and soul. And I think it's a theme in this song, and it's very very prevalent throughout most dead songs, that it's, like, like we were saying earlier, it's very psychedelic, it's very, like, spiritual. It takes you along this journey of, like, your spirit as a person may lead you to different places. But I don't know. It's just... It's a whole life kind of picture, and the song is very, I don't know, it kind of paints that picture for you. Yeah. Stella Blue, who do you think that is?
0: is? I'm not sure. Maybe a person, I'm not sure, but I, I think it really helps, especially when Dylan put that into a psychoanalytical lens. Yeah, when that, was,
2: that was a little too much. But no, no, no. When I, like, you're, I, like I thought it was that. really, it was you profound like it? Okay. because- Thank you. Especially when but I'm entirely. looking at
0: the lyrics, like when on, all the cards are down, there's nothing left to see. There's just the pavement left and broken dreams. It shows, like, by the end of your life, you might have had a great life, you might have had a bad life, but once it's all over, it's done. So I yeah, thought that was yeah. really – it was interesting when you brought that up because it helped me look at the lyrics differently, and I enjoyed that.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We have stuck with you for a long time. We enjoy talking so much that we've almost run our time into being late for class. Because we thought that the break ended at nine forty five, we like to talk right after our class ends and do a little bit into the break. I know Gil loves his break, I'm so a I big think, break. Thank, guy, you, thank you for I, joining us. Yeah, this was, was a, this is a this a deep live. This I think is it was great. it's worth. These moments are worth. Yeah, Stella Blue tells
0: us to really take take pride in these. I moments. think radios
2: are Stella Blue. I think that wow. What he was saying was what a close. The, Like the dead, the the Stella Blue was the highlight of their life, and that's why he kept sort of mourning it, and like like ushering it through the song is that yeah. that was the thing or the girl or whatever if that's a person or not that was the thing that they really appreciated throughout their life or what this theme of this song is anyway we gotta go yeah. this was going hard and going deep Claude give us our outro this was going hard and going deep like Dylan just said 88.9
1: The Bridge KMIH. Um, Stella Blue we, we had this was a a great Grateful Dead episode and I hope y'all enjoyed be safe love each other
3: love yourself listen to some Dead listen to some Stella Blue Ciao.